So uh, welcome everyone, welcome to another episode of The Motive. I'm joined here today with Mr. Neil Giller. Um, Neil, life coach, is currently this is where you're at? I don't mind what people call me, man. It's for my clients to decide what I do. But I'm kind of like, I'm kind of towards mentoring than life coaching. Do you know what I mean? So let's let's go with your explanation with mine sprinkled in as well. Is that fair? Because I haven't got my clients fair. here to tell us. So, so um, you, all right, your mentorship program, What could you tell us a little bit about yeah, what you do? Um, it's quite simple. I help business owners get through all the shit and rubbish basically there you go uh, anyone that had a, a, a bet on me how long it was going to take me to swear it was within seconds <laughs> so yeah brilliant um, so having been there before which will probably come up in the story that we're talking about I, I, I ran a massive business family run business which was a nightmare you know but it was good as well so I take the good and the bad and the bits and pieces I'm not one of these coaches that's got a book that will take a book out and go, right, okay, right, your problem, right, let's go to page 16. Yes, page 16 solves that. Every single problem that arises that people sit opposite me is completely different. So you can't just take that book out. You've actually got to be real and use your experience in what you've done mm. to help someone. So mentorship, coaching, life coaching, business coaching, it does, this stuff doesn't sit well with me. So I, was, I wasn't joking when I turned around and said, you, you need to ask my clients how they see me. So you, you probably get a couple of expletives, but I think the majority will say mentor. Mm -hmm. so, so, so you had your own business. Uh, what, was, uh, what was your own business? Yeah, um, ran a mailing house, which is um, old school marketing. So for all the young'uns <laughs> out there, yeah, all the young'uns, we used to print, put stuff into envelopes, so addresses that people needed there their offer to go out to. We used to put them in envelopes, post them out via the Royal Mail and um, do that for large organisations. So blue chips, um, cars, car garages, local authorities that had to keep people informed what was going on, if there was work being done or, or housing was being upgraded. We sent out those letters. Mm -hmm. So um, that was started off by my mum um, first of all, is just a, a wicked woman, and my dad, who's also, they'll, they'll they'll be involved in this story as well today. They're just beautiful human beings, just blessed that they chose me. Um, and then the story goes: I was working in Hatton Garden. My brother was working in Savile Row. And when your Jewish mother tells you to do something before she finishes the sentence, it's got to be done. <laughs> so it. it was like <laughs> exactly. So it was like you're coming to work for me for slave rates. And it was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so my brother and I moseyed on in there and we ended up taking the business over. Um, and it was a good thing because it was a, it was a progressive thing. You know, the way that they started the business was different to the way it needed to, to move on. And I'm not being rude or ageist or anything, but I looked at it with a different, a different outlook. I mean, I'll always remember when I took over from, my parents, because I ran things. My brother was back of house, dealt with all the internal stuff. Um, and I dealt with every, all the face-to-face -face stuff. So I remember when dad left, he turned around and said, you've got to keep all the suppliers. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a week after my dad went, I looked, pulled out all the suppliers, looked at the insurance being ripped off. 
looked at the indemnity being ripped off, looked at the people who were supplying us paper being ripped off because I'm not, not having a go at my dad or my mum or anything, but that's the way it was. So I came in completely different, um, took a while for people to be phoning up and saying, can I speak to Neil instead of my mum, Margaret, which was probably one of the most aggravating times in that business. The transition. It, it was it was, it was was difficult because, you know, there's a, there's a saying out there, IDB, in daddy's business. And it kind of, it's a tag that's really difficult to wear, especially when you proper work your nuts off. And it's always looked at as, yeah, but your mum and dad set this up. You, yeah, I know they did. But for us to take it on to the next level, yeah, we had to kick dad out, right? <laughs> and mum quickly followed like 13 months later. And we built a phenomenal business. So we dealt with 30 local authorities doing all of their mailings. We, 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 we became a bitch in our business because what happened was you'd have the people who came up with the idea of how to advertise their company then you'd have all the designers sitting there having coffee and cake and going out for lunch and having a conversation about it. Then they'd get it done last minute. They'd send it to the printers, which was us, and it needs to go out tomorrow. Oh, and by the way, you've got to put it into envelopes and get it out as well. Yeah, yeah, there's 100,000 units here. Yeah, we don't care. So the way that I used to look at it was they wasted so much time in front that it was all thrown on us, and I used the terminology bitched because mm -hmm. we were. Yeah. We were proper bitched. It was like, right, we're ready. Why aren't you? Mm. And I remember enough clients phoning up and going, right, we've got the job coming in tomorrow. And me turning around going, that's really nice. But there's someone else in front of you, someone that's booked in, mm. someone that's paid. We'll pay you more. No, 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 no. That's not the way it works. Unless they pay you shitloads more. If any of my ex-clients are listening, I'd never moved your job for someone that was paying more. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck it, I did. Right, but, <laughs> but it was really, it was a pressurised job. It was difficult. We had lots of staff. At one point, we had 15,000 square foot. We were dealing with the Royal Mail. So I think one year, we spent just over two and a half, three million quid with the Royal Mail. So it gives you an idea of the size that we it's were. Massive. It, it was massive, especially massive. for like envelopes. And yeah, like, but you, listen, that, that was uh, early nineties, early zeros. So, uh, listen, these aren't highlights, boys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These are real. So I've been around <laughs> that long, yeah, and I've, I saw the transition, and it was always going to be, how long can we do this business for? Um mainly down to the world. I mean, people don't want to be printing on paper. Mm. Yeah, you're ruining forests. People don't want to be making envelopes out of paper. And, and, and progressively, as, as that was getting into the market, everything else was becoming very expensive, the alternatives. And because we were at the end of the line, people didn't want to pay that much for it. So they were just bartering. And I remember the amount, the amount of conversations, is there anything you can do on the price? Is there anything you can do on the price? Is there anything you could do in the past? I mean, just remembering, one second, you're a local authority. You've got shitloads of money. I know that because I've paid my taxes for how many years. Mm. So I never really felt guilty charging them. But um, we ran that, my brother and I ran that, in all it ran for about 25 years, and we ran it for about 13. And I tell this story so much, it becomes very 
I wouldn't say boring, it becomes quite tedious to me. So bear with me if I look a little bit bored by it, right? So it all started, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I was waiting to, we were just going in to sign a contract, big contract. My brother, who's 11 months and three weeks older than me, um, has suffered with mental health since the age of 16, 17. Wasn't diagnosed as bipolar, but very... Bipolar. Yeah, very <laughs> up and down. Mm. A lovely, lovely, I love him to bits and pieces, lovely boy, but you never knew what you were getting, you know? And it, again, just reiterate, I love him to bits and pieces, but it was really difficult running the business, looking after him, making sure you was treading an eggshells kind of thing. Mm. So I remember I was just about to go in and, and sign this gig up. It was a three-year gig. And I turned around and my brother and I shared an office and my brother's on the floor in a fetal position. You know, and that's... Suffering. <laughs> it's tough, man. <clears throat> just, just thinking about it. I, I know it's this tough. is... A, it, it, it's, it's difficult. And if you've got siblings or you've ever had someone in that situation... When someone's depressed, you know, it's very, very difficult to help these people. And whatever it, whatever it is you say, I mean, the old school is pull yourself together, mm. which is the worst fucking thing you can say to someone. I mean, that, that's like telling someone to calm down in an argument. You know what's going on, yeah? yeah. <laughs> you, you know what's going on. It's escalating. So he was on the floor. I had to go and do the deal. I went in and did the deal, but before I find my mum, really close to my mum and dad, loved bits and pieces. Mum come and pick it, picked him up and we ended up, we had to section him. Oh, wow, man. Right, which, that's hard, that's you know. It's hardcore, it's hardcore. That's hard because you've got to make a decision for someone else that's eating, breathing, walking, shitting, doing, doing all of these things, but he didn't know, he didn't know what direction he was going in, you know? And bless him, you know, he's, he's tried to end it three times. My brother's tried to kill himself three times. Mm. And we've got such a black sense of humour in our family. I remember the last time, I'm smiling at this because you have to. My mum phoned me up, she went, fucking hell, and what's up, mum? She went, your brother's tried to kill himself, but he's so shit he can't even do that properly. <laughs> right, but that, that was the kind... Yeah, it's kind you, of like a coping mechanism you, a bit. But it is a coping mechanism, mm -hmm. you know? And I think humour's a massive coping mechanism with with anything, you know, whether you're happy or whether you're sad, you, you whack a bit of, of humour in there, it's it's a perk, so... Lightens the load a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's dark humour, but it's still humour. Yeah, you, you, you know, you, you, you've, got, you've got a choice. Either you can sit there and wallow, or you can make the best out of, make the best out of it. And, I, and we chose to always... Uh, my family's very we have a very black sense of humor we, we we have a lovely sense of we have a beautiful bond between all four of us my brother myself and my mum and dad so my brother got taken out that was september the end of september october november and december are really busy in our business but like really busy how did, how did you find that affected you like to them last 10 months um in the in terms of the business as well, well? losing my brother was like well i, I don't know how to explain I've explained it so many times, but it, it doesn't sound real. Imagine me taking away your best friend. Imagine me taking away your partner. Imagine me taking away your sibling. Well, that's what was done to me in one move. In one move. I mean, I worship the ground it's that he walks on. He's my big brother, yeah? Mm. 
I mean, the amount of slaps that I used to get from him when I was a kid, you know, the yeah. respect was there. You look up to him, isn't it? Of course. Right, so, and I was of that ilk as well. I, hands up, I wasn't a mental health advocate at that point. So I was kind of along my dad's line of, come on, man, pull yourself together. Yeah, come up, up our lip. Yeah, you know, and that's... That's which, which was an interesting dynamic because he was the older brother as well, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So mm. Normally it's the, the kind of older brother lead, leading the but charge. But that's why I was giving it all, come on, pull yourself together, man. I, I, I need you as an example, bro. Yeah. Do you know? I don't need you sitting on the floor and, and crying and stuff like that. And I didn't really understand it. I'm, only be, I'm, I'm being honest. I had the view that my dad did, which was very old school. And all, in, in all of this, my mum was, my mum was wicked. My mum was just, she was on point. And it's only now that I know why she was on point, because she suffers with depression as well. Mm, she can relate. I didn't know. My mum was always she, she, she just had a good life. My mum, yeah, my mum's a wicked faker. Mm. Right? And it's only when you sit down in these later years and have these conversations with your parents that I suffered. You know, and I can tell that she suffered. She still suffers. But she suffers beautifully and quietly, my mum, because that's that's what mummers do, isn't it? That's what yeah. mummers do. So he went down. There was man down at the end of September, October, November, December. I had to run the business. It was a fucking nightmare because mm. it was really busy. I was dealing with everything that was coming in, everything that was going. It was just it, it was hard. And we got up to December, so we did October and November. And we got up to December. December the 2nd, 2017, I will remember for the rest of my life. Because that's the day that I woke up rocking like a crack addict because depression hit me. Now, the two, previ the two weeks previously, now looking back on it, I knew I was going downhill. I, and anyone that's ever been there before... When you're, when you're going into this shit, you can't... It doesn't matter what you grab hold of to keep you up. You just keep falling and falling and falling. And you, I hope people understand this. You try and grab hold of stuff and you just you keep going. And you know what? As per normal, every single clown does it. There's a smile on their face. Right? And I'm, I'm, I'm one of these people. I'm always jovial. Right? Because I, t I, t I take that choice in life. But on the 2nd of December, I jo woke up. Jovial. With I'm always jovial. I've always got a smile on my face. Always, yeah. Yeah, just always. Come on, George. You and I know. Yeah. We haven't known each other that long, but you know me for a fact. Mm. I've always got a laugh, a crack, a joke, a mm. how you doing, big love and all that. I'm, I'm, I, think, I think when I see that from you, I always kind of like see it as like you're trying to be the change in the world that you want to see. I want to be the change. Mm. I want to be the change. And by me hitting depression, that's a blessing. And there's, there's going to be a lot of people sitting there going, fucking hell, man, this geezer's called depression a blessing. I didn't wash, I didn't eat, I couldn't go to the toilet, I, I wear a beard, I didn't shave. And I'm, I'm, I'm clean, I like my showers and stuff, you know, I've got a lot of personal hygiene going on. So for seven days, I couldn't get out of bed, I couldn't do anything. Then I had a business to run. Mm. So there's a dilemma sitting there. Big dilemma, isn't it, really? Because it's like a rock between a hard, a rock and a hard place, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? There's enough people watching this now that are running the business that are broken. They're fucking busted. But you know what? They've got no choice. Yeah, have to pick up, pick yourself up, you, and carry on. You can, yeah, you you you've got to get up. You've got to get in that van in the morning. You've got to get into that unit in the morning. You've got to run your staff. You've got to speak to your clients. 
And I just got to a point where I just, I just had enough. So I took a whole week off, went back to work. It was long. It was really, I didn't sleep. I wasn't eating. I was losing weight. Everyone was worried about me. But I was like, I was kind of martyring it. You know, mm. I, I was. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry it's a, it's a about me. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. me. I, I was. I was mm. doing that because there were families that depended on that business. Mine, my brothers, my mum, my dad, my staff, and I didn't want to be the one letting everyone mm. down. So what had to be kind of done at that I time. Had no, you had to. As far as I was concerned, I had no choice. Yeah. There's always a choice. There's always a choice. Do you think acting like you haven't got a choice? almost allowed you the ability just to get on with it as you, opposed to then... You have to sh shut it off. Because you, you've got to be careful because once you let the kind of... I suppose if you let the cat out of bag thinking, oh, I've got a choice, I'll just crumble away in, and be a victim and break down. That's I another could, option, that's isn't it? Alternative. Well, that that's the alternative. Listen. We, which we can... <laughs> is, if that's the second choice, is that really a choice? Well, no, it's not for me. Yeah, I don't know if it... For me. Yeah, I don't know if it... Check this out. There's a stat anyway. out there. 84 men a month commit suicide in the UK. 84 men a month commit suicide in the UK. I could have been one of those statistics. My brother could have been three times. We've all had people that have left us when they shouldn't have left us hmm. because they they couldn't get the help that they needed. So I'm sitting back at work. There's a lot of shit going on. I haven't got a clue what's going down, really. I just wanted to get to the end, which was the 22nd. It gave us 10 days off. Got there, had 10 days off. Don't know what I did in those 10 days. I can't tell you. I haven't got a clue. I think I just about breathed. I think I ate something. Slept a lot. Because when you're depressed, sleeping's the best place to be. Mm. <laughs> so what do you think brought it on? Was that just the overload of the work? I think it was the brother? overload of the work, the realisation that I'd lost my pal, my buddy, my brother, my my boy, you know. Yeah, man. And all the, just the, the incessant want from people. And, you know, the the majority of people, I hope, understand this. I've, I've now become an ex-people pleaser. I was going to mention that for a second. Do you think you were try busy trying to please everyone we else all, all are, the time? George. Yeah. Bro, we all are. If it's not our parents, it'll be our teachers. If it's not our teachers, it'll be our coaches. If it's not our coaches, it'll be your peers. If it's if it's your peers, it's your competition. We're all we're all faking it, mate. <laughs> we're all faking it. None of us have got a fucking clue what's going on. And. But seriously, it's real, talk. No, it's real talk. Seriously, we haven't got a clue what's well, going on. That's a, it's quite comforting to hear that because you know, at, at times when you're like doing everything you're doing, you're like, "Am I doing the right thing?" It's, the answer to the question is yes. You can only do what you can do. The right? answer to the question is yes. You are doing the right thing because it's the right thing at the time. Mm. We are all winging it, right? So for me, the depression was kind of a reset button, and what it also was is it gave me an insight into. The world of depression is fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. I don't know if, if any of you, you have suffered it, but it's 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 debilitating. It's in, it's embarrassing. That's the big. That's that's one of the biggest words. You know, mm. there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't tell you my story through the fear of you looking at them going, "Mate, well, do you know what makes me a good mentor? Because I'm real. I'm open. I'm real. Yeah. 
because to be honest, I think it takes a brave person to come and sit in this seat and then just open up about because there's always somebody listening that can resonate with what some one of the guests is saying, and you might give them something in this conversation that they can take away with to do something with. What was that number I gave you before? 84. 84. If I can make it 83, this is worth it. Mm. If by me putting out what I put out on social media on a daily basis, if by me putting a smile on my face and trying to entertain people saves that one person, I've done my job. Mm. I'm not God-fearing. I'm, I'm not religious in any shape or form, but I'm here for a reason now. Right, I'm here for a reason. You found your purpose. It's my purpose. My mum, my mum, she comes up with some beautiful stuff. If you can make one person, one stranger smile a day, you've done your job. If you can make five, you've done a better job. So my objective is to make people smile. It's to make people feel good about themselves. So to finish off the story, um, we came back after Christmas. A client phoned up. We sent out a mailing of over 10,000 units and they didn't receive their one envelope. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm on the end of the phone and I'm like, I'm close to snap. <laughs> this ain't the right got, time to be talking it, about one envelope. I, you know what, I was actually, if I look back at it and look, look on the top, this should be a little subtitle that wrong time to start with Neil Giller, yeah. right? So she was like, what are you going to do about it? So I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. I'm going to ask you to lose my fucking number. Mm. And I put the phone down. Yeah. To her, it might have been a bit harsh, but she right. can't. Right, so she phoned me back. She went, uh, I think you put the phone, I think you put the phone down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Fuck off and put the phone down again. Next oh, phone call was to my mum. <laughs> mum, I'm done. I'm finished. Three months later, done, finished. Shut the company down. Kept told, kept done. That was it. I nearly lost my brother to this, George. I nearly mm. lost my sanity to this. No mm. business, no watches, no cars, no holidays. Nothing could replace my health, which is my wealth. And the same applies to my brother. Can you imagine how my parents felt seeing two, two of their boys go down? Mm. I mean, you've got my old man that refused to believe in it. He's now got two boys that have gone down. Right? And my old girl, who is a sufferer, is sitting there watching two of her boys suffer. Mm. That's, a, that's, that's a difficult... That's dynamic. A, that's a difficult... Thanks for the word. Yeah, that's a mate. difficult dynamic. So by me sitting here and talking about, or I said I post on a daily basis on social media, for me first of all, for me first of all, and for anyone else out there that finds what I post to be that one second or those three seconds in their life where they just sit there and start laughing or put a smile on their face or turn around and go, fucking spot on, Neil. Mm. I have enough people that ping me. And the reason that I do this on social media, I do it every single day and I've done for coming up for seven years now. I'm sick and tired of negativity, boys. I'm sick and tired of switching the news on and them telling us how we should behave. Mm. I'm sick and tired of reading, when I used to read the newspapers, the first thing you read is gloom, doom. Still even today. But do you know what? It's almost like fear factor. But that's what it is. Yeah. Check this out, right? I speak to my clients all the time, them choices. My clients, I, I insist, you come on board, there's no watching... Coronation Street, EastEnders are all this fucking bullshit. There's no reading the newspapers and someone else giving you their opinion. There's no watching the news. You want to find out about shit, go and research it. And I've got people coming at me all the time saying, oh, how can you live a life? How can you know what's going on if you don't read the newspaper or watch, or, or watch the news? Well, let me explain something to you. I know the cost of living because I go and fill my car up once a week. I know the cost of living because 
bread's costing more now than it did a week ago, yeah? Mm. Right? So I know about that. I know hundreds of thousands of people died from this thing that they called COVID. I'm aware of that because it was shown we were locked down for two years, for what, for a year, for a year and a half, which I think has fucked up so many more people in this country. Mm. Yeah, I really, I, I really do. I think that's that's a figure that I think is being discussed at the moment, but there'll be no, no attention paid to it whatsoever. Your mental health is your mental wealth, people. And if you haven't got your mental health, you're fucked. Mm. You're absolutely fucked. The, the blessing for me was having stunning people around me. Stunning people around me. My ex-wife, wicked. My mum, wicked. My doctor, wicked. And to have those three people, I was, I'm blessed. Mm. There's people that wake up by themselves feeling like this, boys. Mm. Where do they go? What do they do? I'll tell you where they go, what they do. They become part of that statistic. So shutting the company down, done, finished. It was, you, you was almost, it was like, it, it was almost a little bit, because you went through the experience with your business. Yeah, yeah. When COVID hit, it gave you an opportunity to have to deal with Switch. it. Switch. Yeah. Listen, there was a big word in, uh, I fucking hate it. There was a big word in, in COVID and it was pivot. And every mofo was using, oh, I'm pivoting, I'm pivoting, I'm pivoting. Fuck off pivoting, you're changing. Yeah. So that was my chance to to think about, right, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And I've always been one of these people that have got a smile on my face. I want to see people happy. I want to see people. And I know I'm, I'm not one of these people that think it's easy. I know it's not easy. And I know sometimes you've got to, you've got to look a little bit harder than you had the day before. But if you stop looking, you ain't going to find it. So for me, I just want to be that that human being. There was a there was a really nice thing that, that was said. I want my legacy to to be when people talk about Neil Gillett, he was a funny fucker, wasn't he? That's what I want my legacy to be. I, w I want people to turn around and go. He always had a smile on his face. Always made us laugh. Always, and that's a that's a mask, guys. Mm. That's a mask that I wear. Because there's some days I don't want to play this fucking game. Listen, there's only two days I've not wanted to be here in my life. I'm not talking about I don't want to play the game like that. There's some days, because I deal with people quite a lot, I don't fucking like people. Yeah, as much as you love them, I'll, you hate them. Yeah, I don't want... <laughs> I some days I want to be alone. Mm. And that's not me shrinking back into my depression. It might be a form of... That's me. That's a little bit of self... Self-love. Self-preservation yeah. self-love. Yeah, yeah. It's important, man. You, it is. The and thing, there's the a lesson is. for you. You've got to allow people. You've got to allow people to come into your space and yeah. disrespect you. And you've got to allow people to make you upset and, and, and angry. That's your sh That's your shout. Mm. That's not their fucking shout. That's your shout. Mm. And people forget that. You know, I was talking to someone this afternoon about them boundaries. When you put boundaries up, the people that get pissed off are the ones that were taking the piss out of them in the first place. Yeah, right. The th the thing I found is is that through through this journey is that people like setting their own boundaries. They just don't like adhering to other people's boundaries. That's not fair. And and I think in any exchange of anyone's <laughs> relationship, there has to be a boundaries in both parties. <laughs> I accept you. you. Listen, if we sit down and we got boundaries, I accept your boundaries. Hmm. Some people don't even have boundaries. 
And that's where the problem comes in. Yeah. Because what happens with those people is they, they allow themselves to be bitched and walked over all the time. Mm. I'm not here to be walked over anymore. And you know, we said it before we started off, right? I'm not here to be everyone's cup of tea. Because if you are everyone's cup of tea, you'll end up being a mug. Mm. Yeah. We said that before we walked in. Yeah. I got there before you, Jim. Nah, Sorry, bro. Beat me to it. Took it, took it off <laughs> you, bro. I might have said it in like Shit, six. What's he going to say now, bro? I think, Seriously. I think, I think I said it like in six episodes so far. So. <laughs> but I'm not. And you know what? I'm. I don't. I'm. This is gonna sound really, really. Weird. I don't really care what people think about me. Mm. No, let me rephrase that. I can't care what they think about me. Well, then, otherwise, you're not being true to yourself, Absolutely. are you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think some people find it hard to put up boundaries, though. So, what, like, what advice or opinion would you give them to, like, to put up boundaries? Yeah. I think. I think it starts with knowing who you are. I think that that's got to be a fundamental part of a boundary, right? Who am I? Because who am it's it's, I think you can change that word to acceptance. What am I going to accept? Okay. What, what am I going to tolerate from myself what, and what, what am I going to tolerate absolutely. from other people? So, so you've got it absolutely spot on, first of all, right? Because it's not about other people. It's about you first. Mm. This ain't a fucking rehearsal. This is not a rehearsal. Right, and I'm not here to please everyone. And I'm not I'm not going to apologise for that. And the second that people work out that you're not here, you're here for you first of all. Right, so putting the boundaries up, if people get pissed off with them boundaries, do you know why they're pissed off? Because they, they didn't adhere to them in the first place. They love and the flex. And you've changed maybe? They might think you've changed? Well, they, they like the flexible lifestyle of, oh, that person doesn't care. I can walk all over them. Oh, that person's really uh, easy to navigate We've, we've all been there before when you've got that mate that takes the piss out of you and you just mm. allow it. And then you're getting, slowly, you're getting bitter and resentful in the background, yeah. even though you didn't set the boundaries <laughs> yeah. in the first place. I remember I had vans in the old business and one of my boys, <laughs> this is a funny story actually, one of my boys said, um, can I borrow the van for the weekend? I was like, yeah, man, it, yeah, there's petrol in there, there's the keys and stuff. The van was delivered back. I went to go and get in it Monday morning. There was no wing mirror, no diesel in there, and it stunk of weed. And I'm like, take. I'm like, whoa, 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 geezer. There's no wing mirror, there's no diesel, and it stinks of weed. What have you been up to? Oh, I was moving a grow room. In a fucking sign-written van. <laughs> Come on, it's probably the best vehicle to do it. In. Bait, listen, listen, listen. We're not here to give ideas, yeah, yeah, right? So whatever you do, if you want to borrow a van, ask George. Anyway, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> I've got no more vans left, no, <laughs> right? No, but imagine but, it was in a prestige van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> it was. Anyway, right? Okay. <laughs> but but you get to a point where either you you can allow that shit to carry on. Or you don't. So as I found it, he went, all right, this is just easy. Oh, I've left 50 quid in the in the ashtray for you to get a new wing mirror and fill it up. So I've opened the ashtray, muggins, opened the ashtray where there's cigarettes in there. There's a 50 pound note and I'm wiping all the ashtray and I'm sitting there thinking, who's the mug? Yeah. So my boundaries were, the next time he asked me for the van, guess what? Nah. Mm. No. Ah, what you like? <laughs> what do you mean what am I like? <laughs> the answer yeah. to the question is no. It, oh, you're out of order. That's, there, there's a discussion about boundaries. Mm -hmm. mm. The, the problem is, is that they have n no self-awareness that they're more than happy to just say it's you than it is to, for them to think for a second, 
do you know what? That's a, I'm actually, out of order. I, yeah, or I respect this person enough, so therefore let me actually not make it too much about me and let me make it a little bit about yeah, them. Let me hold this one. Like, and that's and that's the issue that you've got. As soon as you set a boundary, people are like, oh, what's his problem? Where actually, if you cherish them and love them as a human being for who they respect are. Respect it. Respect them. Yeah, don't you then, find people with the most boundaries that you know, like you respect them the most? Of course you do, because you know why? They know themselves. Mm. When someone knows themselves, I want to be around them. I want to be around real people that say what they want to say when they want to say it, whether you fucking like it or not. Mm. I want to be around people whose boundaries are set so you know exactly where you, you stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know where I stand. Yeah, that's right. They're the best people, man. I want yeah. to know where I stand. Listen, the, the, the other thing I've found as well along the journey is that once you kind of have a really good understanding of who you are, then you surround yourself with more people that are like-minded you don't just surround yourself with everybody because the more you surround yourself with everybody, the, the more chance you've got of losing your identity. I don't want everybody. Yeah, you're not for everybody. I, and, I, and I'm all right with that. Yeah. We spoke about the cup of tea in the mug, mm. right? I don't want to be everyone's cup of tea. I'd rather be a shot of tequila, right? And that's what I would be. I want to be that person where people turn and go, do you know what? I've had a real laugh with Neil. He's built me up, big me up, made me feel better about himself. Because that's who I want around me, guys. Mm. I don't want people telling me, bringing me down and, and, and negging me out. I don't want neg ferrets around me. I talk about in life, it's one of my things. You can be a radiator or a drain. Mm. And this is saying I've spoken about before, a radiator or a fountain or a drain, whichever way you want to talk about it. But a radiator sits there and, and keeps you warm. Whereas a drain just takes all the shit, just gets rid of all the shit and rubbish. I don't want to be around people that are negative. There's enough negativity flying around there at the uh, flying around the world. I don't need negative people around me. Which is why my choice is to have a few people around me, but a few damn good people. <laughs> good strong energy. Yeah. I want strong energies. I want strong people around me. And if there's a lesson there for anyone, you know, I I tell this story and I explain to people let's be quite simple. If you've got an addict that, uh, let's call him a, a, a coke addict, that goes to the priory, right? And he walks in the priory and four months later they turn and go, right, you're cured. And you can just imagine the geezer walking down the path, clicking his heels and everything. You can imagine it, yeah? Now he's got a choice. He turns left and goes back to the geezer that used to serve him up the, the gear <laughs> or he turns right to the people that he loves that don't want to see him go back there. We know what the what the ending is to both ways, don't we? Mm. We know what the ending is. For sure. So it's who you surround yourself with. It's true. I've got a beautiful saying. Um, be careful who's rowing in your boat. Make sure they're not drilling holes. And that applies to to family, friends, <coughs> associates, managers, fellow staff, everyone you come across in life. So why, why, why do you think uh, people drill holes in other people's boats? I know this is an analogy <coughs> we're talking about, but in life. Well, why? Because it makes them feel better about their dull lives, about their sad lives. That's why. People love, some people love dwelling on negativity. They find it easier to dwell on negativity than they do positivity, which I can't answer, George. I can't answer why. Or that some people can just be malicious. I can't, I can't answer, I can't answer... I'm not avoiding the question, but I can't ask it. You'll have to go and ask these people why they find it all right to just be a neg ferret all the time. Or, 
I've got loads of them, don't worry. <laughs> Human nature, isn't it? Some but it is. Well. Some people are going to be positive and some people are going to be negative. I spoke with someone today that said she loves her dad to bits and pieces, but he's the biggest drain that God ever put breath into. And whenever she's around him, she feels drained. Now, that's the man that born her. Mm, it's tough. It's, it is tough. It's tough, man. But you've got... You, you, you've, you've got to... You gotta put the boundaries up. I don't want negative. I can't. No, I can't have negative people around me, because I know what happens if I have negative people around me. I will start being negative, and that's not where I want to go. You're the. Um, they say that you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself Absolutely. with. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. If, if, if they're all drug addicts, let's say. But that that, we, that metaphor that we. I the metaphor that I used before is spot on, isn't it? The guy walking out of the, uh, oh, the yeah, priory, yeah. turning left or turning right. It's just, mm. it's just there, isn't it? It's just obvious. It, listen, I've got enough dodgy, dodgy mates, right? But they're lovely boys. Do you know what I mean? But mm. I know that if I surround myself with them, it's going back to when you were a kid. If you surrounded yourself with the bad boys, guess what? You were going to get in trouble. If you put your head down and went to school and decided that that was going to be the best thing for you, in my time, you got educated. You ended up, you walked out with a pucker job. You walked into the city. I know enough boys that walked into the city and, and, and hit it off. But it's all about what you're putting out. It's it's I'm one hundred percent one hundred percent for that. It's all about what you're putting out. You attract back. Absolutely. Absolutely. You go out walking in the street with an attitude. Listen, I, I, I do it sometimes. I walk my dog every single day. And some days I don't want to play. So I walk and I walk with my head down. I won't I won't look at anyone. I'm only being honest. I don't want to play. The other days where I'm on it, morning, how you doing, morning? And what you're doing is you're... Said, it was insane. You're, you're, you're yeah. breathing life into these people. We, we went to the calf once and honestly, like, it was the first time I met him and then before you know it, there was about seven or eight people all talking to us all at different times. <laughs> it was like, we, we, we went there to, like, have a chat ourselves and in the end, yeah. we were chatting to, like, a group that of was people. Fun, but it was really yeah. fun. You know what? That was a good, um, that was a good, like... But that's that was bringing the owner in who's a lovely boy. It was bringing two ladies in that were having a laugh sitting next to us. It was one of the waiters... Mm. Who's the job. father and son, or was that the second? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, oh, that was the second scene, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that yeah, was the yeah, second son. one, right? But I mean, <laughs> it drives people mad wherever I go. I'm known, right? I think it's Crime Watch, but that's a different <laughs> story. <laughs> Coming out for my record third appearance next week. Really, really looking forward <laughs> to it. But yeah, you, it is so true who you surround yourselves with. You know, it's true who you and 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 what you allow. Going back to that friend, friend. Uh, from that day onwards, I knew who he was. He was a piss taker. He was a piss taker. Time to get rid of the piss taker. Was it difficult? Yeah. But I did what I needed to do. And my life is a better place without that piss taker. And my life without him gave room for someone else to come in. Who cherished and valued you. Absolutely. Yeah. You make way. Absolutely. You make, you make the space for him, didn't you? You make... You make space for people. Come on, man. There's enough people that are... If I said to you, who who would you die for? You've got four or five people. If I said, if one of your boys phones you up at four o'clock in the morning and says, I need 500 quid sent to Newcastle, right? There's a few boys or people that you turn around and go, yeah, I'll get it sent there. And then you'd have a go at them afterwards. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. And there's some people you'd be like, do me a favour. Fuck off. You wouldn't do it for me. Mm -hmm. So you can choose who you surround yourselves with. And that's really important as well. You don't have to go with the flow. 
You can choose who you surround yourself with. And as soon as you get someone's vibe that isn't that isn't crackling, it's time to get rid of them. Yeah, you can you can feel it, isn't it? You, you can, can feel, feel it. it. You know, us us people are strange strange things, you know. We've got feelings. Well, some some of us do. Um but but we've got feelings and I, I say a lot to people, I'll ask you this, boys. Head, heart or gut, which one do you go with? Heart. I, I've tried to go with my gut more now. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, my head and my heart, heart has now. lied to me on numerous occasions about people. Yeah. My gut, when it comes up against a prick or someone who's just not going to be good around me, my gut turns around and it's like, no, nah, man, walk away from this person. No, 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 no. You ever had a deal where someone's trying to sell you something and you're like, no, I don't feel good about that. That's the feeling. That's your gut. That's not your heart or your head. Your gut is telling you where you need to go. And that's what I say to my clients. Trust your gut because mm. your head and your heart will lie to you. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes it's a bit tough to go with your gut if you're not in tune with it a little bit. because You have to be in tune with it. Listen, I'm 52 years old. I know I don't look it. Thanks, boys. But I'm 52 <laughs> years old, so I've learned. I've learned which one to follow. This is where it is. And we all get that feeling. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Feeling, you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Anyone that's alive knows that gut feeling. But you know, I shouldn't have done that, but you've done it anyway. And you're like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. That was I your heart and your head telling you. If you would have listened to your gut, guess what? You wouldn't have done it. But it's taking kind of a leap of faith a little bit because it's like the unknown. It's like, everything's I mean? unknown. I'm going to go back to it. We're all winging it, boys. Check this out. God forbid I could walk out that door. That could be my last my last walk. I could just about get down to the bottom of the stairs. I could get in the car, crash. Right? I could fall over and crack my head open. God forbid, God forbid, God forbid. God forbid, God forbid, God forbid. Right? But that's just the way it is. We don't realise how precious what we're carrying around is. We, we really don't realise how precious it is. It's like, check this out. <laughs> Think about your breathing. Difficult now, isn't it? Whereas your whole life, you're breathing without you even thinking about it. When I tell you to think about it, it's like, shit, I've got to breathe now. <laughs> Controlling it. Yeah. These are things that we don't even think about. I've, I, I went deep. I went proper deep when I hit my depression. I thought about these things. I thought about opening your eyes in the morning, how blessed you are. I've got a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine that's deaf. We're sitting here talking to each other, listening to each other. This guy can't hear you. I've got a mate of mine that's blind. We don't appreciate how important these mass I was going to say these little things, these massive things are. Mm. Taken for granted. We do take it for granted. We do take, we take our health for granted. We take our bodies for granted. Listen, I'm blessed I'm 52 years old. Right, I'm going to keep this body going for as long as possible. I play football twice a week. Well, I run after a little ball twice a week. Right, but but I've got to keep doing that because not only is it good for my physical health, it's good for my yeah. mental health. So I was I was going to ask you like, what is it that you do like? So because you help a lot of people, yeah, and that's that can be a bit tolling. Very. So so how do you look after Neil Giller while looking after? Okay, other so I know for a fact I love I love nature. I love forests, I just parks. No, do, do you know what it is? I just love being out outside. Mm. I just 
fresh air. Yeah. And I know for a fact, I mean, we're sitting in a room now, right? It's it's a little bit stuffy, right? I know for a fact my brain's turning around and saying to me, can't wait until I get outside. Windows down, fresh air. So so for me, the way that, that I mean, I've had two sessions today. I've got three sessions tomorrow. And Friday, I've got one session. This is client sessions. This is, is all it? clients. Yeah. And my clients are one hour long. And you do group, um... right? So I do, so I do one on one. I do masterminds, um, and I do presentation in companies or to schools or to various different organisations, speaking about many different things from mental health to imposter syndrome, which every single one of us have got. Going back to it, every single one of us fuckers are winging it. Right, so if you're ever sitting there thinking, why do I, what am I doing here? The reason is you belong. What am I doing here? <laughs> Actually, great question. What am I doing here? <laughs> Isn't it? Use some of that Greek charm. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Because no, it was quite shocking. Like, do you know, like joining a podcast and stuff like that? And I remember someone saying, well, you've obviously deserved to be there some for some reason. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's big, you have to believe, but you have to believe this stuff, you know? I mean, you, you belong where you are and you have to appreciate where you are. I am where I am in life because that's where, that's where I am. And you know, the mental health thing, you have to appreciate the little things in life, like getting a phone call from my daughter still being able to pick up the phone and speak to my mum when she's nearly 80 years old. Got to speak to the old man as well, but that's a different story. Bless him, love him. Having friends. You know, the other day I saw someone I haven't seen for 30 years. The right. feeling that, that I, you, you can't bottle that shit up. Yeah. And the second we saw each other, it was like, ah, oh, fucking hell, man. And the geezer turned around and said, what have you been up to? And I looked at him and said, I haven't fucking seen you for 30 years. I can't answer that one easily, <laughs> can I? But... So you boys aren't even 30 years old, are they? I'm feeling old, yeah? Yeah, old, yeah. We, def <laughs> we definitely are. Yeah, we definitely are. I don't but, know about the people in the uh, background. But it's here, coming but... down to it, who you surround yourselves with. It's I, I want to surround myself with people that are right in the same direction. I want to surround myself with people that are like, Sh I'm having a bad day today, Neil, help me out. Mm. I'm falling, Neil, help me out. Oh, I'm smashing it today. Give me a pat on the back. And I, how do I deal with those people? I get out. I breathe. I go walking. I live by a canal now. Nice. So I take my dog for a walk. He's my, one of my best mates. Really strange as it happens because for the people who know about depression, it can be called the black dog. Have you ever heard that terminology How before? No, okay. No, so it's, it's called the black dog. So the it stands over you. The black dog stands over you. Mm. And I've got a black dog <laughs> called Sidney Winston Einstein. Uh, right. Three names. Why not? Anyway, we'll move on from that one. It's nice. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Listen, man, I've got a middle name. You've got middle names? Yeah. Well, there you no, go. No, I haven't. What's your middle name? Oh, Mehmet. Is it? Mm. Uh, yeah, that's my okay. dad's name. So is mine. No, oh, I'm only yeah. joking. <laughs> your, um, <laughs> your, um, your initials is SMH, isn't it? SMH. Yeah, so <laughs> What's that? The baby powder. Yeah. Mate. Mate. 
Where were we? Sorry. Sorry, God. Dog's name. So, black dog. So, what dog is it? Cockapoo. Oh, smile on my face, it. man. A small black dog. Listen, listen. No, it's medium. Don't oh, call medium. him small. No, medium. My bad, my bad. Chew you off, yeah? yeah Simple no, as that. No, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So for me, if I knew how good dogs were, I've never had kids. I really hope my kids aren't listening to yeah. this right now, but they will be, obviously. Yeah. Love you, girls. Didn't mean it. Got my fingers crossed and everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> me looking at him, he's heard some shit that no one, no one has heard. I have conversations with Sidney Winston Einstein that no one knows what's... Don't laugh at my dog's name, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I'm more curious <laughs> about the conversations you know, that you've had with that dog. I'm not telling you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because those conversations <laughs> between me and my dog, my black dog. Uh, Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So I, re- I have a black dog looking after me and looking over me. Thank God he can't fucking talk seriously, <laughs> man. <laughs> He'd spill some beans, I'm telling you. To get him on the podcast. <laughs> Why do you think I didn't bring him? <laughs> you could have. You certainly could have. So, so you've got like the walking, the dogs obviously bring a lot of joy to your life. Like, is it, uh, you play football? Yeah, I, I cook and I bake. You cook and you bake? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's, I, I suffer with two other things. I suffer with anxiety, which probably people would look at you and go, what? Are you seriously? Yeah, 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 I suffer with anxiety. I've just got coping mechanisms. And I am a fucking brilliant procrastinator. But like, (laughs) unbelievable. But I've got tools now, Mm. which I hand down to my clients. So every single day, all these these fucking idiots out there with to-do lists. And if you've got a to-do list, you're a fucking idiot. Really? Like, Why? Yeah. Oh, I, my, I've done to-do lists before. Have you? Yeah, How definitely. many things did you get done on the to-do list today? Do you know what? None depend- of them. No, it all depends how much caffeine I've had. Right. Okay. Okay, so check this out, then, right? What was your to-do then, list t- t- today? Well, I, no, I haven't done it in a while. Okay, what, what was the last one you did? A long time ago now. Right, okay, so but check this out. I used to be really good. Did you get everything done on it? Do you know what? Don't lie. No, do you know what? Honestly, honestly, to-do lists actually really work for me because what it is... One, if you don't have any structure in your day, like the world can become very, very busy. Let me switch it for you really, really easily. Okay, right, let me switch it for you really easily. I'm going to carry. I'm going to allow whoever it is that's got a to-do list. I'm going to allow them to carry on with a list. Yeah. So right. I, I'm being told someone in the background's got a to-do list right now. So that's a wicked. That's okay. Well, people. do me a favour. Instead of making it a to-do list, make it a to-done list. A to-done yeah, list. To-done list. Okay, what's the context behind the to done? Right, okay, well, check this out, right? Stuff that needs getting done. And if it doesn't get done, you're fucked. <laughs> right, because on a to do list, you've got all the little bits and pieces which don't, they don't even get done. Mm. A to done list for me and for my clients is so if you're running a business, a to done list is have you raised all your invoices that you need to? Have you got all your money in that you need to? Have you followed up all the, t- all, 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 all the quotes that, you, that you've sent out? Because those three things are going to put food on your table. So it's yeah. what you're essentially saying is you it's, get the it's like most important stuff yeah, done. Yeah, but that's what I would do. Like, say yeah. with my to-do list, I'll write like a list yeah, out. To done list. No, no, to done. No, no, it becomes a to done list. No, it becomes a to do list. So the to do list is like all the things I need to get done. They're random, and then I'll pick. I'll put them in order. of like what's the one? And then I'll do the first, the top three. I'll go a little bit further with that as well. What I ask people to do is when they've got that to done list, I ask them to put a little bit of time next to it as well so how long will it take you to get that done five minutes right five minutes now how long will it take you to get to get that done 15 minutes if you go over 15 minutes stop stop or work out how long it should have taken you in the first fucking place 
Mm. Right, so you should set yourself time limits for each of these that's things. It, that's interesting. And yeah. get them done. Because yeah. you can spend too much time doing Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Procrastinating. Listen, we've all been sitting up. there when we're sending a quote out going, oh, maybe I should put that in. Read it again. Maybe I should take that out. Maybe I should put that in. What you should do is have a template, right, that you add into and you make sure it's right before you push send. And when you push send, send it, get up and go and do something else. Don't worry about pushing that send. We've all fucked up by pushing that send button. Anyone else push to send yeah, on something they shouldn't have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. But turn your to-done list into a to-do list. and when Sorry, to-do, to-do list into a to-done list. And when you've done that stuff, reward yourself. I've got one of my clients, potentially they, they've just won a contract which will be worth over a million pounds to them in the next year. Nice. And I checked in with them today how did it go because I made them make that phone call to turn around and go have we got the contract because they're sitting there waiting have we got the contract hmm. fucking phone them up and ask what really yeah they got the contract and then we were talking about it because it was only a quick phone call we were talking about it he went right I've got to go and sort out this I went whoa 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 stop whoa 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 stop 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 what are you going to do for yourself today what do you mean you just want a fucking massive contract you got to the top of the hill. Take some time to stop and look around at the scenery. Mm-hmm. Look around at the scenery. Instead of get, climbing to the top, brilliant, fantastic, coming all the way back down, then going, yeah. take your time. Pause. So my Pause, boy yeah. went out and bought himself a nice pair of trainers today. Do you know why? Because he could. Yeah. And, that, and do you know what? That's so important because otherwise all you keep doing... Rewards, almost, man. Yeah, you keep climbing up the mountain but there's you're not what are you really getting in the end you're just constantly aiming for another target another target I'm 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 52 years old now that's the second time I've said it I'm not here for money anymore but you know what happens money goes into my bank at the end of every single month or where I've done my sessions shit happens and people are going to sit here thinking oh he's so blase he probably earns shit loads of money I don't and I'm not I've just worked out the way that it works for me and if it works for other people allow it the second you stop chasing the dollar is the second you'll start earning money. That's deep. It's true. You go chasing it, it's going to run away from you. Because what, what do you think of like if you go chasing the money but you lose your mental health, huh. but then you not get worth the money. It. It's not worth it because you might lose the money and then not you worth lose it. your mental health as well. Check this out. There's a lovely thing going around at the moment. Check this out, boys. You've probably heard it. I'm offering you both a million quid. You taking it? Yeah. Taking it? <laughs> sure. I love it. Take, you'll take it? <laughs> anyway, what, 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 well, yeah, well, it depends. No, What's no, the cost? no, 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 no. <laughs> What's the cost? No. <laughs> if there's no cost, I'll take no, a million. No, 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 no. It was a simple question, wasn't it? I'm offering you a million quid. Oh, yeah, I'll take it. Will you take it? Yeah, 100%. Will you take it? Yes, please. You're fucked. You know why? If you take the million quid, you don't get to wake up tomorrow morning. You're still taking the million quid. Well, now that you said that, then hell no. Obviously not. Because, see, your life's worth more than a million, isn't Thank it? Thank you. So mm. we were talking about money compared to mental health. My mental can, health... Can we not just have the million quid? Is that not an option? No, what's <laughs> it? <laughs> 50p. So there, every yeah. day you wake up, you're a millionaire, basically. That's already. A, well, there you go. That's a beautiful way of looking at it. And we spoke about it before. You know, you open your eyes in the morning. You're blessed. In today's world, if you've got a roof over your head, you're blessed. You can switch the heating on. You're blessed. You can feed yourself. You're blessed. You've got shoes on your feet. You're blessed. You can get in the shower. You can afford a bar of soap. You're blessed. Because there are 
billions of people in this world that ain't got any of those. So, so it's around, it's around like gratitude. Then gratitude's massive, George. Mm. And I know for a fact, I'm I'm very into manifestation, and I get told by a lot of coaches that's bullshit. I went, well, one second, one second, yeah. one second, one second. I don't think it is. You talk about mindset, don't you? That yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's manifestation, you prick. Mm. No, it's not. Well, it is. It's manifestation. Mindset is manifestation. Because if you tell yourself you're going to have a shit day, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to... You're manifesting a shit day compared to, nah, not today. No, 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 I'm not playing that game today. What are you going to get? Manifestation for me, if you believe that good things are coming to you, I guarantee you good things will come to you. Let me whack a caveat on that. Bad things will also happen to you because that's the way life is. The more you sit there and you talk about negative things, the more negativity will come towards you. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. What happens if you think nothing? Like, what happens if you haven't got... I've met a few people like, like that. mind. Like, no expectation. Like, what about no expectation at all? I don't know. No. I don't know. Are there people like that? I don't know. I feel like um, I've just met people along the journey some that either don't care at all some that care too much or yeah or maybe and then some people that just i think you have to be one my personal this is my personal opinion i think it's one way or the other either you're in you're a drain or a radiator and i know for a fact mm. i know for a fact if you're if you're a radiator more th more things are going to come towards you if you're walking around with a neg ferret head on all the time and you're a drain, mm. people people don't want to be... I know you keep laughing at it, no, George, but, know, it's, the, but it's, it's the neg, it's, neg ferret. It's real, though, isn't it? You're going to be using that one, aren't you? Yeah. Like the, the world's a reflection of you, isn't it? Kind of thing, of how you are yeah. or how yeah. you see yeah. it. It's like if you walk into a room with like a thousand mirrors and you're happy and smiling, you're going to come out of that room saying, wow, all them happy, smiling people. Well, here's a beautiful one for you. You're talking about who you surround yourselves with. Let me give you this one. Let me give you a metaphor, right? If your life was a room, if your life was a room where the door only opened inwards, <laughs> this is deep. How many people in that room now that couldn't get out would you want in there? And how sparing would you be on allowing people in from now on? Deep. Would you like me to go through that again? Did you get it? Yeah, go for one more time. Okay. If your life is a room where the door only opens inwards. What does that mean by open inwards? It only comes inwards. Uh, like you can't go out? You can't, no, one go, no one goes out. Oh, okay, yeah. Right? Only people come in. Mm -hmm. Oh right, yeah, so you right, so once you let them in, they can't come out again. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so you've got this metaphor now, yeah. Yeah. It's not very nice, is it? So how many people in your room now that are stuck, that you are stuck with, mm. that can't get out, compared to how many people are you letting in that front door now? Fucking hell, man! How choosy are you going to be about the people you let in that front door now? Yeah, mate. You can only fit so many people in there anyway. No, right? you fit the right people in there, George. I can fit as many people into my room as possible. <laughs> oh, I can. It's one of those sort of reasons. No, but you can. You can. You fit as many people as, in as you want. And we've all let people in that shouldn't be there. Mm. <laughs> we've all let people in that shouldn't be there. And we know that they shouldn't be there. Yeah. And when they're there being neg ferrets or, or neg negative, all they're doing is just pulling you down. So instead, 
I now get a choice. I'm the doorman of my life. I'm the doorman. If I don't like you, you ain't coming in. <laughs> Your name's not Dan. You ain't coming in. I think it's an old track, yeah? Like <laughs> right? But it's true. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm fortunate enough. I'd done all my weeding about two or three years ago. I, I, I got rid of people that I knew were just, all they were doing was just taking. And that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard, hard lesson to learn as well. Because you have to get rid of people to grow. And how did you go about getting rid of them? Did you like be blunt or did you kind of... The, there was one that I was completely blunt to, which was the one that took the piss with the van. I told him he was a piss taker. I didn't want him anywhere near me. And the other ones, what you do is you just shut the fuck up. Stop talking. Yeah. Stop participating. They soon get it. If you stop participating in their life and in their dramas, they go away. They go and find someone else that they can that they can grab hold of. I don't want no Jeremy Carl Merchant in my in, in my room. I don't want negativity. I, th- I, th- I think um, I, th- I think one of the the hardest things that happens in life is that sometimes we're spending too much tr- time trying to convince people to be somebody <laughs> that they're not and vice versa so you're essentially surround although there's love for people in different places you don't actually resonate as human beings but you have an expectation of them everyone's got expectations of 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 anyone you come across fair Mm. comment i have an expectation i i expect people to be decent real honest caring there for you, understanding, listening. I expect people to be to, to to give you the time that you'd give them. But going back to that one, you should, you know, never judge people by your own standards. I remember my <laughs> granddad saying to me years ago. So what do you do? Do you have expectation? Ne- or do you ne- never, never judge? judge people by. I never judge people by my own um, my own standards. Do you know why? It might be too high. Yeah, you set the bar too high. Or. Yeah. Check this out. They may be too low. Yeah. <laughs> you could like stop some blessings coming your way. Absolutely. So what did your granddad say? That's what my granddad said. Never judge people by your own standards because they might be too high or too low. Ah. And it's a beautiful. I've never heard the too low bit. It's a, but it's. <laughs> it's interesting. It's could, true. Mm, you could lose out maybe. Because I know people. Well, that... you know, you might not be the person that you think you are. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. It's a deep one. There's a lot of stuff that I say that people just flippantly throw off. No. Right? But there's a lot of stuff that comes out of this mouth. It's a very wise mouth because my mother mother and father came before me. And I talk about it. I'm blessed that, that they chose me. I'm blessed that they chose me. And the stuff that they come up with, the stuff that I remember my granddad saying, who was a fucking awesome human being. I mean, that geezer harboured me from school. I used to bunk. He was like, you ain't bunking, you're going to come and sit and watch cricket and snooker with me. Right? But they, they were the old days where I love cricket and snooker, what can I say? Um, but it's going back to it, it's who you surround yourselves with, boys. Listen, I've sat here, we had a little conversation 10, 15 minutes before. Three of the people here I didn't even know. It was about endearing yourself. Did I put something into those people's life where they're turning around this evening and go, do you know what, that Neil was all right, you know. I hope that I have. And if I haven't, so fucking what I've done my best and this is what I say to everyone going back to the winging it if you are doing your best that's good enough 
and that's got to be good enough for you. Fuck everyone else. Because everyone else's opinion of you ain't real. Can you wake up in the morning, do you love yourself? Can you wake up in the morning, can you look in the mirror? Can you wake up in the morning and know that you, you, you're going to do the best that you can? Because that comes before anyone else's expectations of you. Your own expectations should come before anyone else's. Simple, finished, end of story. Mic drop. That's good, no. <laughs> no, it's powerful, mate. It's very powerful and it's very true what you're saying. And it resonates. It resonates with a lot of people. And do you know what it is? It, it's, it's, it's just keeping it real. And I know a lot of people turn around and say, yeah, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. I'm 52 years old. I've said it again. I, I ain't got to play a fucking game anymore. I'm not employed. I am unemployable. <laughs> I wouldn't employ me. I speak the truth. I say it as it is. And that's what my client's paying me for. If a client needs telling that they're a dickhead, then they're going to be told they're a dickhead. If a client needs telling that they've done brilliantly, they're going to be told that they are the bollocks, that they've smashed it. I'm their accountability buddy. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm not here to lick arse and be nice. And in my T's and C's, it turns around and said, I might make you cry once <laughs> or twice. <laughs> Is it actually in the T and C's? It's in my T's and C's. But that's why people love you, mate, and that's but, why they but, come, do you know what I mean? But you know what? I started with a new girl that was referred to me. Shit scared she was of coming on. And within four or five minutes, she started crying. Now, there's a lot of people that would turn around and go, fucking hell, man, you're making your clients cry. I'm glad. Because when you go that low, mm. when you go that low, you know you've got some real shit coming out. I speak about crying. Uh, it, and I, <laughs> I use a, a metaphor. When you've got a spot and you squeeze a spot and you don't squeeze all of it, that spot's going to come back, isn't it? Mm. I think... Um I think if you squeeze all of it and it comes out, it ain't coming back. Cry. Make I it bleed. I, I, I think the fact but that... Absolutely spot on, because then you know all the fucking pus and all the shits out of it. So what I was going to say is, I think to have another person feel ultimately comfortable enough around you to be able to open up like that, because people don't just open up for the sake no, they of don't. open up. No, they open. don't. Like special a people. lot of people put brave faces on on a day-to-day -day basis. I can smell that shit, George. Mm. I can smell... Bullshit a mile off. One of my catch, phrase, catch lines is, when you're sick and tired of your own bullshit, then give me a call. Another one of mine is, I'd help you turn your can'ts into cans. And if you come from South London, I said can'ts, all right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So those two, those two catch lines sum up exactly what I do with my clients. I'm not here to pander to them. Mm. I'm here to make sure that that photographer that I've got, who is a beautiful human being goes out and smashes the shit out of every single job she does and earns what she's worth. I've got people coming to me and I find out how much they're charging and I'm like, what? Double your prices. No, 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 we'll lose clients. Good. Good. For you. Good. Because those clients are already bitching you and taking the piss out of you for no amount of money. Double your prices. Those people come. No, they won't. No, they won't. Yeah, they will. If you believe in yourself, the product that you're giving, which I do, and that's not being big-headed or aloof in any shape or form. I'm fucking brilliant at what I do. <laughs> Did you feel the passion in that? Yeah, man. There's, there's real, and that's not aloof. That's not me, that's not me being big-headed. I'm fucking good at what I do because I've been there, I've seen it, I've done it. I've done it wrong and I've done it right. And that's just self-belief, isn't it? It's got to be self-belief.
Do you know, I was watching something the other day. Do you know about Brene Brown, guys? No. You ever heard of Brene Brown? No. If you've never heard of Brene Brown, she talks about vulnerability quite a lot. Okay. Right, she talks about it quite a lot. You see, I, I don't take, I take feedback, I don't take criticism. Right, if you're saying in the arena, your opinion is zero to me. If you're not getting your ass kicked, your, your opinion is zero. So I surround myself with fellow business owners, fellow coaches, fellow strugglers. I want to know what's going down. I want to know what's going down. And that's who I surround myself with. Well, well, Neil, um, I'm sorry to cut this, uh, cut this short, but we are, um, we've definitely hit the... Um... Well, how long do we go there for? Uh, over an hour. You're over joking. Yeah, that yeah, went very what was, quickly. What's going on? Is it gonna? Yeah. Do you know what? We might as well talk about it what's uh, what's going or down. Or what? uh, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> well, um, you're going to tell me that you didn't record any of that. We need to go yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit. It, it was going like this, as if to say, we got to do it all over again. We got to do it all over again. It's all good because this is like this is real stuff. This is authentic. Thank you for having me, boys. Do you know what? I feel. I feel. I hope I haven't droned on. No, no, man. no, no Powerful, not at all. Man. I hope that there are nuggets in there for anyone and a little bit of self-publicising here. Yep. If you need to get in touch with me, the name's Neil Giller. The last name is spelled Killer with a G. If you don't pay your fucking bill, it will be Killer. <laughs> right? But it's Neil Giller all over the show. Um, if you come and follow me on all social media... Um, we'll, it, be, we'll definitely be tagging it's you. It's Neil Giller. Yeah, we'll definitely right. be taking it. I'm, I'm not one of these, like, yeah, one of them, like, got a different, like, name and everything, you know. <laughs> but I went all street there, and my daughter's going to get really pissed off at that one. But hey, I don't care. But seriously, boys, humble. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you for making me feel comfortable. Thank you for being you. And thank you for having me. The only reason being is no other fucker will. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, oh, Neil. You're a legend, <laughs> Neil. Thanks, mate. Thank you. 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 Thank